I'm not just creating art when I'm in my studio. When we live in unison with all beings in nature, our life is art. When I'm dancing, writing poetry, planting seeds in the earth, being in the mountains or painting in my studio, it all becomes one act, an act of living intentionally, mindfully and respectfully, the act of following my soul's calling to light my internal fire. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Welcome to Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel. I'm so happy to have you here in this episode where we are talking all about art and spirituality and all fun, magical things. (laughs) I'm really excited for you to hear this episode with my friend Kendra. Um, I met Kendra through a mutual friend and she is so um, mindful and conscious and so inspiring I have been leaving all of these interviews feeling so inspired and so empowered, which is wonderful. <laughs> um, so I, my, it is my hope that you are feeling that empowered as well. Um, in my the last interview that I did, not the last episode that came out, I talked to Sarah from Our Common, um, and it made me feel so inspired to work on my connections with the people around me. Um, I gave cards to all of my neighbors and I had so many people reach out, which was so awesome. A couple of people told me that they've always wanted to connect with people in the neighborhood, but they never, you know, they never knew how to. And so they were really grateful that I made the first step kind of. So that was really cool. Um, the person across the street was the only person that called me. Um, and she's a 73 year old woman who plays the, I think it's the violin, um, in a string quartet band. So that was like, so cool. Um, she sounds really great. Everyone sounds great, but she like really, uh, she's just so, uh, like full of life. And I kept my door open, (laughs) Um, the day that she told me her string quartet was coming over to practice and I heard them playing. So it was so beautiful. And I'm practicing kind of being in my growth edge of like saying hi. Um, there's this man who walks his cute little dog, like, I don't like several times a day. I see him all the time. Um, and he said hi to us when we were moving in. I guess he had previously helped to sell this house like the last not even the last time it was sold. I don't think even the time before that, but the time before that, he was a realtor and helped this house sell. Um, And so he's really chatty. Um, And my instinct, whenever I see him walk by, whenever I'm leaving the house, is to hide (laughs) and wait till he passes so I don't have to have small talk. And I'm trying to really push against that um, natural tendency that I have and go outside when I see people walking by and just say, hello, (laughs) good morning, good afternoon. Um, And that's usually the extent of it. 
Um, I'm reading uh, How We Show Up by Mia Birdsong. And she talks about um, trying to relabel like going out to coffee with people or talking on the phone to people and not like not labeling it as work and labeling it as something that we want to do. So that's what I'm trying to do um, with things like that. So not dreading those conversations that I have with people because typically, unless I'm really running late, and that's another story, um, I do have the five minutes to chit chat. <laughs> you know, I'm not that busy. Like I have five minutes to scroll my phone for sure. So I have five minutes to chit chat um, and it might be a bit uncomfortable, but I'm leaning in. And this episode really is inspiring me to work on my art practice. I shared this in the interview with Kendra, but I was in an art therapy group for about six weeks over the winter. And it was so wonderful. The facilitator did such a great job. And we really learned about art as a sensory experience, art as something that's healing. Um, Oh, actually, I have a recommendation. It's under my computer. Let me lift it up. Um, The book is called Healing Through Words by Rupi Carr. I'm not sure if that's how you say her last name, Um, but it's a beautiful book. It's not just a journaling prompt book. It's like art prompts and poetry prompts and yes, journaling prompts and letter writing prompts. So it's a really beautiful, um, if you like writing or if you like the art of like putting pen to paper, I really think you would enjoy this book. I'm working through it. And that's been really inspiring. I mentioned to Kendra, I really want to do the artist way in the spring once again. And how last year when I did it, I only got halfway through actually. Um, I think I got to week five or six. When I went on vacation, I thought I would pick it up when I got back and I did not. <laughs> um, but uh, how it really helped me connect with my inner child. Um, you know, I was like, I was taking myself on artist dates, but I really want to practice again, doing the morning pages. That was the only practice that I kept was doing the morning pages every day. Um, but yeah, I really feel inspired to do that, that process again. I feel really inspired to do art with others. Actually, uh, Brenna, uh, the person I do Blooming Wild with, recommended that or suggested that we get together and do art on the full moon soon. Um, So I really want to make that an intentional practice of doing art solo, having those art dates, artist dates, spending time with my inner child, just playing, not necessarily like working through the tough stuff. but also gathering in community and and painting and drawing and writing and how fun that is or could be. Um, So yeah, me and Kendra talk about all this stuff and more. Kendra is a full-time artist and she is the founder of Being Sacred Art. She holds a Master of Fine Arts from Southern Illinois University and has been practicing art for over 15 years She has spent four years teaching art in in a public school system, but always knew deep down that she was meant to be a full-time maker and creatress. Being sacred is her journey in following her true path of divine expression. Her inquiry, inquiry in art and life is a continuous quest to live all moments completely in line with her spiritual essence. Art has always been her foundation. Her work explores concepts of spirituality, ceremony, ritual, sublime nature, and the divine feminine. She represents an art 
what feeds her soul. She connects deeply to the land and depicts sacred spaces and practices that honor, heal, and allow the soul to grow and glow. I love that so much. Kendra strives to surround herself with everything handmade and hopes to inspire others to do the same. She believes objects created by hand hold power and bring us into presence. She's so beautiful. Like I said in the very beginning, she's so mindful and grounded and really present and open. I I absolutely adored this conversation. We talk about art and spirituality, how to start a creative practice. We talk about imposter syndrome and perfectionism and how that can play a role in the beginning of our practice and how to kind of push past that a little bit. Um, Yeah. And I really think you should follow her and check out her website, beingsacredart.com. It's in the show notes. Uh, She is just incredible. And I was just looking through her website to purchase a coffee mug. So I really encourage you to do the same. I hope you enjoy this episode with Kendra. So I have had painful periods and cycles and incredibly heavy periods since I first started my period. And being a certified health coach and having so many talented menstrual health experts in my network has allowed me to use food as medicine and create lifestyle changes to improve my cycle, but I still suffer every month with pain before and during my period and even pain with ovulation, and I still have a pretty heavy flow. And that is where Elix comes in. Their cycle balance tincture is actually personalized just for you. So mine all say Samantha and handwritten lettering on the side of the bottle. And they include a tailored blend of medicinal herbs to holistically support menstrual symptoms by treating the underlying imbalances. And in fact, 93% of users have reported reductions in symptoms such as cramps, heavy bleeding, mood swings, irregular cycles, bloating, fatigue, anxiety and stress, migraines, PMS, and actually many more. I have already seen an incredible decrease in my pain and even if in my flow, something I thought I would just have to live with for the rest of my life. And I've even been experiencing less fatigue and fewer mood swings. So thank goddess for that. (laughs) And if you want to try this out and take the assessment and order your first bottle, you can use the code SamanthaN20 and you can get 20% off of your first order. If you use the code SamanthaN20, you'll do this at elixhealing.com or you can just use the link in the show notes. nature all humans are spiritual creatures and some people choose or unconsciously suppress their spirituality and I think some people have the gift and of awareness to lean into their spirituality and developing that spirituality so I think empowered spirituality is when we allow ourselves to be the spiritual creatures that we really truly are within ourselves um, and fully living our truth. And in order to live our truth and be empowered in our spirituality, it doesn't always 
come easy. Sometimes it takes practice and development and it could take a whole lifetime of development to feel fully empowered in your spirituality. Or you could feel empowered along the journey, even if it's not fully developed. And that's beautiful also. But I think just being truly yourself and being able to step into your power and always working towards living your full truth is empowered spirituality. And for me, I definitely think I used to hide aspects of my spirituality depending on who I was with or what situations I was in. And for me, I've felt very empowered in my spirituality lately um, in showing myself more truly to people that maybe before would make me feel more uncomfortable to be within that space or in situations where I just naturally kind of shied away from it. I love that answer. And I noticed that a lot of the guests are with this um, like authenticity definition of empowered spirituality kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever that means to you, there's no right or wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that you're not hiding it anymore. Uh, I think I definitely do that, even though <laughs> I have a podcast called Empowered Spirituality. I'm not like openly spiritual with so many people. Yeah. And I still think that I do hide it, but I can see like small little steps I'm taking to like be myself more truly. And that's really all that matters is just like working towards it and trying to develop that more and more. Yeah. Do you think that art was something that helped you as you started to express this more fully? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we were talking a minute ago about just how art is my voice and it's somewhere I've always felt comfortable to express my spirituality where maybe I couldn't like dress in a certain way or do certain things or speak with words in different ways. It definitely allowed me that outlet. Mm, that's beautiful. That leads me into my next question, which is what does the word art or the practice art mean to you? Mm. Art is life and I breathe art in, in every aspect of my life. And I'm really grateful and blessed that I always have, I feel since I was born and it's just always been a practice in my life. Um, and I think art allows um, us to flow. And I think it's practices that feed us energy rather than sucking energy away from us. So art could be anything in this world. It could be dancing, um, playing music, could be cooking, anything. Art is everything that is important to you. And I think something within art that is like a very special gift is the flow state. And that's the magic that happens during a process of creation where it flows just seam seamlessly and effortlessly. Even though I wanna make the point that it doesn't mean that creating is always effortless. It's just, if you show up and put the work in to having an art practice, whatever that means to you, that um, you could enter the flow state and it's just a beautiful place to be 
and just a reward of that practice. And sometimes it takes pushing through what doesn't feel good or what feels uncomfortable um, and practicing art to get to that place. Mm, I love that. Um, have you ever seen um, the movie Soul on uh, Disney or Pixar? This is so crazy. Yeah, I've been thinking about this movie today mm. and it represents, yeah, I think it's a beautiful representation of the flow state. I love that movie. That's what I was just thinking when they enter that flow state that's like in the spiritual realm, kind of. Mm -hmm. mm, that's really cool. I have a quote from an artist statement I wrote um, that I think really describes art because it's not just like drawing or painting. Um, and I wrote, I'm not just creating art when I'm in my studio, when we live in unison with all beings in nature, our life is art. When I'm dancing, writing poetry, planting seeds in the earth, being in the mountains or painting in my studio, it all becomes one act, an act of living intentionally, mindfully and respectfully, the act of following my soul's calling to light my internal fire. Wow. How did you come up with that? <laughs> um, just like journaling a lot and taking bits and pieces and reflecting on artworks I made at the time. Um, when I was writing that statement, every body of work I make, I write an artist statement. So it just allows words to kind of come out in that way. Wow. So that's your artist statement for a particular piece. Um, it was a body. It was an artist statement for a body of work. I believe mm. it came from my sacred land series, a series of landscapes. And that was just like a portion of the statement. Mm. was good for describing what art is. Yes, that's so beautiful. I also love that you described it as a practice. Like you were saying that it can be so flowing and easy, but it's also not to say that it's always easy and that it takes maybe devotion and commitment and pushing through. So I, can you speak a little bit more to that? Mm -hmm, yeah. And I'm, like so lucky that I do feel like it has always come easy for me, but I acknowledge that it doesn't always come easy for everyone. And I'm very passionate about like guiding people through their creative journeys. Um, so I see it show up a lot and I just think it's like anything else. It takes practice and commitment and overcoming different challenges that may show up for you personally. Um, but I think it's a practice that is so worthwhile for everyone. Yes, I think so too. You touched on that art is not just, I don't know, I think we think of art and creativity as certain things, like maybe more tangible things. Um, so I really love that you expanded on what art is. And I think you said art is anything that feeds us energy. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. So I'm curious, I know you're a very spiritual person. How does art and creativity play a role in your spiritual practice? It's everything, really. They're so intertwined in my life that it's almost hard to like con consciously describe it. And um, I would say like some of the biggest practices in my, the biggest spiritual practices in my life are anything where I'm in nature or among the land interacting with 
nature and land, making art, which for me is mostly painting, pottery, and drawing, dancing, drumming, um, altar making or meditation, and coming together in community in ritual and ceremony. And for me, being in the nature, I collect pieces of nature and make art out of it, or I make art in nature with pieces of nature. And um, for drumming, like I make drums out of clay, which is nature. Clay is mud from the land. And um, when I make altars, like they become a meditation or a visual prayer. So they're just so intertwined and woven together. It's hard to even <laughs> acknowledge all the different ways. Yes, that's so beautiful. Um, and I can feel that like meditative presence and like that artistic perspective just from sharing space with you previously. Like you just feel, I just feel that radiating from you. That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, have you ever done The Artist's Way? The book? Mm-hmm. Yes. What were your thoughts on that? Um, I did it many, many years ago, but I actually like Googled that book right before this because I wanted to remember <laughs> the name of it to share with others. Um, and I just remember it was a beautiful guide. And I think it's definitely something that if like anyone is interested in developing their creative practice more or um, developing their art practice more and they don't know where to start that book is an amazing guideline and it gives different exercises to go through I remember it being really beneficial to me even though I think I went through it like either in undergrad or grad school so I already had an art practice like fully developed um, but I still found so much positive like tips and stuff from it so I highly recommend it for sure for any stage you're at within the creative process that's so cool I think we're on the safe wavelength <laughs> <laughs> have you done that have you gone through the book um I started going through it last spring um, and I think I only got halfway through. So I was thinking that this spring I want to commit to doing the whole thing again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it would probably benefit me to even go back and do it again because I don't even remember most of it now. Yeah. And there's oh, also lots cool. of other books um, that are. I have a book called The Creatrix. I haven't done it yet, but it's a similar thing with exercises and and just different guidelines to help you through a process. Mm, that sounds cool. Do you have any other books that you recommend? Um, not offhand, no. That's okay. Um, Anna, who's uh, a mutual connection of ours, introduced me to Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and I really love that one too. Yes, I've heard of that one. I can't remember if I read it or not, but. Same thing. I only got halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many great books. Yeah. Um, okay. So one thing that comes up with art always 
I think is imposter syndrome. So I'm curious if this comes up with you at all in your art and how you navigate through that. Yeah, um, I've never really experienced imposter syndrome throughout my creative practice. Um, I've always been very confident in being an artist and knowing that that was my soul's calling and path since a young age. Um, and it's always been part like in my identity. But like we were saying earlier, like I definitely acknowledge that this shows up for other people in their creative process and as well as other different roadblocks or struggles. And through my years of teaching all different age groups and even now, like I hold art coffee shop hangouts um, with different people to just come and be creative. So I feel like I'm a facilitator and I like to hold space and guide people through these different challenges, creative processes. Um, some other things that come up a lot for people that I've heard is like they don't know where to start or what to do to create a practice or perfectionism is another really big one, trying to make something look perfect. And um, I just want everyone to know that we're all creative beings in our core and there's no right or wrong way to interact with it. And some things that I've found helpful for other people to break through these struggles are um, that you don't have to make good art. And I put that like in quotes, air quotes, because there isn't really like good or bad art if you're just creating. But like, if it helps you get into that mindset, like make some bad art, you know, like, it doesn't have to look any certain way. Um, you also don't have to show your creations to anyone. Like you could have a private practice um, and just allow yourself to play, gather materials and just see what happens. It could be anything. Um, you could look at it from like a sensory experience rather than like making a work of fine art that has to be hung in an art gallery or something. Um, and just create, like, even if it's for a few minutes each day, just have a regular practice where you show up. And I think specifically with imposter syndrome, just um, how can you, like, build that confidence within yourself to feel like being creative is, like, where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. And, and that could be something to journal about or just try to find those aspects within yourself. I love that you brought up perfectionism because I think that really comes in. Um, I was just in an art therapy group, which was really cool. Um, and she, or they would always say that um, like, you're just, you're not here because you're a professional artist and you're not here to have your own gallery show. You're here to have like healing experiences with your art. And I always thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many different ways to interact with art. And maybe one person is making art to hang it in a gallery and they want to really think about like what the audience is seeing when they look at it. Or yeah, maybe somebody's interacting with art therapy and they're trying to heal aspects of themselves. 
or maybe somebody wants to create just like a daily little practice to build creativity. So there's no right or wrong way to interact with it. And it's really what your goals are and, and your own motivation for creating and how you can support that fully. Mm, yes. And I like that you said sensory experience. That was something I never thought about until that group, but they would say, pick the paper. If you want to touch it before you pick the paper, you can do that. And you can pick your, your medium or your like colors, depending on how they feel to do it. So I always thought, like, I've just never thought of art as a sensory experience, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think watercolor is a beautiful material to work with for just mm -hmm. sensory experiences, just like playing with the water and the paint like just moving it across the paper and just you could even like blow a straw into it and like splatter it and just play and see what happens i love that you keep saying play and i think that's something that i learned from the artist way um i think that's out of it my intention was to like practice my writing um but what i got out of it was i got a stuffed animal I got chalk and I would make chalk drawings outside. Um, I was using Play-Doh and playing with that. Um, so I, I really had fun with that like inner child uh, playtime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say like going back to the inner child because like when I taught elementary school, it was just so joyful to watch all the kids making art and they don't have those kind of roadblocks that adults place on themselves or have from different experiences like they just flow so well and they just play with the materials and it's a joy to watch and i think we can all like benefit from going back to that place mm, i love that um so i'm curious about your business it's called being sacred art so i'm wondering what that means or like why you chose that uh business title mm -hmm. Um, sacred is a word that has come up for me over and over and over again. And, it, and if I'm practicing spirituality or making art, which I talked about being so intertwined, it just feels like a sacred practice. So I feel like in, in creating this business, I am being sacred within myself. Uh, I was teaching for years and um, I quit and started this business to follow my inner fire and to do what lights my soul up completely. Um, and so I am being sacred when I'm working on my business, even if it's boring administrative work or whatever it may be, if it's not art specifically on one given day, it's still me following what lights my fire and that is being sacred to me. And my intention is to also like have people interact with the art and items that I create within my business or um, like classes that I teach within my business and find their own ways to be sacred within what I do. Um, so for example, like coffee mugs are just a really big thing for me to explain that like if I make a handmade coffee mug and somebody drinks from my coffee mug in the morning, say they're drinking coffee or tea or whatever, um, I hope that that moment becomes kind of almost a ritual 
in a way, and it becomes more special because they're drinking out of a handmade vessel that I made, and maybe they just stop for a minute and notice the way the glaze drips down the side of the mug or the colors or what design is put into it. And it kind of takes them out of their everyday routine and just creates something that's more elevated, more special. And so that's one example of how I hope to share like sacredness with others through my handmade objects. Mm, I just have to say, I was looking at your website. I hope she doesn't listen until after her birthday, but I was looking at your mugs and trying to decide which one to get for my best friend for her birthday. And they're just so beautiful. And I, I feel like I can feel the intention from the screen. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah, there's so much love and care put into something that's handmade that it, I feel like cannot even compare to a mass produced you know, like plain white mug that's just the same form that's really basic, created in a factory. So I really invite everyone to either like make as much as you can yourself handmade or support people making handmade objects because I think it just provides so much benefit to our lives and it's beautiful to support people creating handmade things because then they can really live their truest life also. Mm, yes. I love that you brought in ritual too. I, I've always felt that my rituals that I do are very creative. Um, and I feel like your, your definition of art, part of it was anything that feeds us energy. And I think maybe part of my definition would be something that connects us either to other people or to nature or to energy yeah mm -hmm. for sure mm. connection is so important and that word connection has been very big in my life right now mm. that's so beautiful yeah um i'm curious if people are listening to this and they don't have an art practice do you have any tips for them on how maybe they can establish that yeah so um, I touched on this, maybe just set aside a couple minutes to be creative in whatever way. Like I said, it could be cooking a meal, like maybe you create something out of food that you haven't created before, or just drawing for a couple minutes, even if it's with a pencil and a piece of paper, could just be a doodle, um, or any little thing that you can do just a few minutes every day, I think can really make a big difference. And if you sit down and start to create something, it could turn into hours of like, you may just get inspired. And I find for me, um, I still have to kind of force myself to sit down to start painting. It's not easy to like get to the place where you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. So like, once you get there, you might find that it just flows naturally. I totally feel you that it can be challenging to create the space. Like my paints are all right there in the closet next to me, but I just have so much resistance to like pulling them out. And I wonder if that's part of not really being in touch with our inner children or feeling like we have to be productive in order to enjoy a hobby. I'm always like, oh, later, later, later. So I like that reminder that 
we just need to kind of maybe do a little push to getting started, but it usually feels good once we do. Mm -hmm. And I think this has definitely come up with my discussions with other people also is that productivity part of it. Like they feel like making art or doing something creative, you know, they're not checking necessarily checking something off of their to-do list for the day or where they can feel like they're accomplishing something and that can be really challenging. But I just want you to know that making art is like so productive and so important to us and our lives and our collective healing. Like it is amazing work. Yes, we don't always have to sell a masterpiece <laughs> when we're done with making art. Mm -hmm. hmm. So speaking of the mugs and all the other things that you make, how can people go about purchasing your work? Yeah, so I have a commerce website. It's beingsacredart.com. And I also have an Instagram for my business, beingsacredart, where I post a lot of stuff. And you can always message me either through my website. Um, it goes directly to my email or you can message me on Instagram if you want anything in particular. I'm happy to try to make things special for each person. And if you're in the Boulder, Colorado area, I also have a lot of markets this summer. So those will all be on my Instagram too. Oh, that's exciting. I wished I, I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Kendra. Is there anything else that you want to add before that we close? I just invite everyone to continue to develop their creativity in their own ways. And if anybody ever needs help with that in any way, just reach out on my website or my Instagram. I'd be happy to talk with you or answer any other questions about it all. And just continue to follow your inner soul and what lights your fire. Because I think that's those are the answers. They're all within us. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. This was such a delight. Yeah, thank you. It was such an honor to mm. talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Empowered Spirituality. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean so much if you shared with a friend or gave it a rating or review so that it can reach even more people. If you want to connect further, perhaps you can consider joining the low-cost monthly membership for virtual new moon circles, weekly guided meditations, tarot pools, and a Discord community. You can find that at ko-fi.com slash bloomingwild, or you can visit my website, samanthanagel.com, to work with me further. <laughs>